Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, it's all making sense. It is all coming together now, folks, all of it. Today, yesterday's show did great. Today is going to be a bookend to yesterday's show about what this Pfizer report, why I'm not putting any faith in it, this Horowitz Pfizer report, and what I think the FBI, Jim Comey, and the higher-ups who spied on Trump, what I think their excuse is going to be, it's all coming together. You're not going to want to miss this. I got that. Hopefully, the collapse of Elizabeth Warren. uh, I'm not saying hopefully she collapsed, saying the story that I'll get to. Hopefully, we'll get to that. Um, Also, a video. You know I hate doing this. But video of me last night on Hannity, because it's an important topic, too. Yeah. I hate doing it, but it's important, and I want to address it. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today and this day before Thanksgiving? Hey there, fearless leader. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? How are you doing? You're day off for me and you tomorrow. Yeah. Which you d- yeah, yeah, I know. We, Me and Joe were on fire before the show fiery. about a different topic altogether. <laughs> so uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you all. We are taking the day off tomorrow. Joe deserves it. Paula deserves gobble, gobble. it. Um, so everybody... A big happy Thanksgiving to you a day yes. in advance. All right, let's get right to the show. Right. Folks, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Helix. Helix Sleep. Listen, I told you the story about my teenage daughter. She fell asleep on my youngest daughter's Helix Sleep mattress. And she said, Dad, where'd you get that mattress? It's awesome. True story. Not messing with you. I wouldn't tell stories about my kids if they weren't true. Visit helixsleep.com slash Dan. You'll get $200 off your mattress order from the best mattress company out there, Helix Sleep. Why are they the best? I can't just tell you that. I got to back it up. They have a sleep quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete and it matches you and your sleep preferences and your body type to a mattress for you that's perfectly suited for you, not for some regular Joey Bag of Donuts guy. Are you a side sleeper, a hot sleeper, plus you're a firm bed you like? With Helix, there's no more guesswork. There's no more guessing. There's no more mattress store visits. No more compromising. Helix Sleep is rated the number one mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. That's it. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. We love them in our house. I have one. I wake up feeling refreshed and frosty every single day. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. That's right. They'll pick it up for you if you don't love it. No worries. You will. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off your mattress order. That's helixsleep.com slash Dan. Go today. Get rid of that old mattress. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. All right, Joe, let's go. Okay. Before we get to the Horowitz slash FBI malfeasance media story. Oh, but there's so much juicy stuff in here. I just want to quickly prepare you. Because I am proud to say on this show that our track record is pretty decent. We are typically a month ahead of the news cycle about. It's not because yeah. I'm some kind of uh, self-praise guy or an egomaniac. We just have good sources. Good People give us stuff. And it once we verify it, it usually turns out to be true. I just want to tell you before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, get ready for hoax number four. Now, I did not discuss this with Joe or no. Paula before the show. Okay. Maybe Paula a little bit. Hoax number one, Trump colluded with the Russians. Hoax number two, Mueller's investigating Trump for criminality. It was all nonsense. It was all a cover-up. Yeah. Hoax number three, fake whistleblower gate. Trump's colluded with the Ukrainians about this quid pro quo deal. I'm just saying, mark it, Joe. 
10.13.02 Eastern Time as we are recording here on the That's day before right Thanksgiving. Down, Dan. There we go. Mark it down. Take it down and on Joe Armacosta's famous notebook. There Narrative number four is coming when fake whistleblower gate collapses, which no. is very soon. And it's going to be Trump is colluding with the Turks. Oh, my God. Goodness. Why are you laughing? Paul, uh, get ready for it. Listen to me. I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. Oh. It's it, they're already preparing it. Oh. The narrative is going to be this. I'm telling you, heard it here for it. It's a hoax. Again, yeah. if it wasn't a hoax, I'd tell you. I don't want a yeah. corrupt president either. It's another hoax. They are sensing Ukraine fake whistleblower gate is completely collapsing. The polls are falling apart. Swing state polls. No sane person supports this bizarre hoax impeachment. So they're already prepping it, and the story's going to go like this. Sounds familiar, right? Hmm. Should sound familiar because they've used that on the prior three hoaxes. Trump has significant business interests in Turkey and a lot of his decisions. Look at that. He's even zoomed in. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> if you're watching the YouTube, you Draw. saw that. Joe Paul is getting all sophisticated. It's like zoomed in on me to make it more serious. Trump has significant business interests in Turkey and he's making decisions like, uh, like that, they're not uh, helping the Kurds or whatever they want to say. All of these business decisions in Turkey they're making, the nots to not sanction Turkey for their use of uh, the S-400 Russian missile system, that, yeah. that's based on his business interest, that Trump is clearly intermingling his personal interest with Turkey. Folks, it's a hoax. It's all a hoax. There's no, zoom down. There's no evidence that any of this is true. <laughs> I'm messing with her now. It's funny. She's laughing back there. None of no evidence any of this is true, that that was the motivation for any of Trump's foreign policy. None. Right. Foreign policy just said no evidence of that. But I'm just prepping you now. Mark the time and date. You heard it here first. You'll all be referring back to this clip. Get ready for hoax for Trump colluded with the Turks. I'm telling you it's coming. Okay. Important stuff. A lot to get to today. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all coming together. Um, all... <laughs> I know, it's, so, it's so crazy. Oh man, it's just nuts. All right. So it's there's this is complicated. And I was hesitant to discuss it today. I've addressed this topic before in a different context, um, in detail. And I'm hesitant to talk about it because it's a little bit more complex than a lot of what I've discussed before in terms of the anti-Trump hoaxes, you know, uh, collusion gate, Mueller gate, Ukraine gate, and soon to be Turkey gate. Gobble, Ooh. gobble. Okay. Um, this one's a little complicated. All right. And it revolves around, I want to get the lead out first. What is going to be the FBI's excuse for spying on Trump? That's the simplest way to talk about this, okay? Keep this in your head as I'm discussing this. The Horowitz report, I don't believe, is going to be as damning as we all think it is, and not because the FBI didn't do damning things. I just, I don't have a lot of faith in the institutions of government to, in fact, investigate government. I'm sorry. If you're putting your faith in the Horowitz report, I think it's misplaced. I could be wrong. We'll see what comes out. I'm going to wait like everyone else. I'm not getting excited about it. It's not because I don't think the FBI did anything wrong. I think they did something horrendously wrong. I'm just not confident that the swamp can investigate the swamp. Does that make sense, folks? I hope you get all that. Yeah. Conflict of interest, dude. Big time. Yeah. Now, yeah, you're darn right. Now, having said that, there is absolutely no question the FBI spied on Donald Trump and our intelligence apparatus had something to do with it. None. We know it. 
Ezra Turk, FBI asset, according to even the New York Times, Washington Post's own reporting, left-leaning analysis, was an FBI asset that intermingled with George Papadopoulos. Uh, we know they were spying on the Trump team. It's not a mystery. You could call it whatever you want, undocumented informants. The only question now is, as Bill Barr accurately stated, our attorney general in the congressional hearing, was the spying predicated? In simpler terms, Occam's razor here, did the FBI have a legal reason to spy on the Trump team? Okay? Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like that. Now, yeah. filter back to how I opened this. What is going to be the FBI's excuse in the December 9th Horowitz report that's about to come out and Horowitz's acceptance or non-acceptance of it for why they spied on Trump? That's the only question. Now, I've hinted at a couple of these things before, a couple of their reasons, but I want to nail two of them today. And it's coming together that it's going to be a twofold reason. And it's going to involve the battle I've discussed before between Jim Comey and John Brennan, who I assure you are probably no longer friends because Brennan's version of events and Comey's versions of events can't possibly be true. They're conflicting stories. That's the setup, long but necessary. Let me tell you why I thought to, to address this today. Holman Jenkins at the Wall Street Journal, who is very good. He writes good stuff on the tech industry, but he has been on this particular component of, again, the reason why the FBI is going to say they spy. I believe they spy because they just didn't like Trump, but their reason, he's been nailing this from the start. I want you to check out the headline from his piece today, which is very good. He says, who will turn over the 2016 rocks? Wall Street Journal, Holman Jenkins uh, today. The Republic can survive the truth, but the FBI and the CIA probably can't. Now, what story has Holman Jenkins been on for a long time now that has been a significantly under-addressed component of the Hillary email investigation slash Spygate scandal? They're all intermingled because it was the same players. Why did they dump the Hillary investigation and jump into investigating Trump when there was no information to investigate Trump and a ton of information to prosecute Hillary? Why did they make that decision? One of the under-discussed, under-addressed angles of this has been a suspicious document, or let's say piece of information, precision matters, that was uncovered in early 2016 and sent to the FBI. This information sent to the FBI alleged that there was an email out there in the ether. I want to be precise here. This email, remember, they now keep in mind, they didn't send the email to the FBI. They sent information about the email. Precision matters in this. Yeah. What's alleged in the information is that there's an email somewhere floating in the ether, Joe, from former head of the DNC. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Democratic Florida Congresswoman, who was running the Democrats' operation at the time, who emailed a person by the name of Leonardo Bernardo, who works with George Soros. And allegedly in that email, Wasserman Schultz is assuring this Soros guy who works for the Open Society Foundation, a Soros operation, mm -hmm. that don't worry Loretta Lynch is going to scrap the former Obama attorney general. The Hillary email investigation, she's not going to let it go forward. Everybody copying now? Yep. This is, again, this is good, big time ombudsman hat. That's the allegation. Hmm. Nobody has seen this email. To be precise and clear, both Loretta Lynch 
uh, excuse me, the uh, Loretta Lynch, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Leonardo Bernardo, uh, all of the people allegedly involved in this email chain vigorously deny this email. Again, we do facts here, unlike the New York Times and others, okay? We're not journalists. We actually do reporting here. They deny it. And no evidence has surfaced that this email is real. Okay. Now, copy, email. Mm -hmm. Loretta Lynch, don't worry. Hillary Clinton's email investigation is going to go away. Everybody denies the existence of this email. The FBI had information that the email could exist, although they never saw it. Now, bullet point number two. Remember what we're talking about here? The FBI needs an excuse for why they started the biggest spying scandal in American history. The FBI and the analyst that looked at the information from the source who says, hey, this email's out there. It's really bad. Loretta Lynch is in this cabal with Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Soros. And it had all the buzzwords in it, folks. Mm -hmm. The analysts who looked at this said, this is crap. This guy is not, this is total garbage. Now you may say, I don't understand how this is good for us, Dan. If you had this, listen, the fact, I'm not worried about what's good for, I'm worried about the facts. Mm -hmm. Folks, nobody who looked at this information thought it was legitimate. Oh, now we start getting back to the, I got some video coming up in a minute of Comey, Obama, and it's all going to start to make sense. Jim Comey, after the fact, after the Trump election and others, started to hint that this piece of what they thought was Russian disinformation, the, the, the source, the source saying this email existed, Jim Comey started to hint after the election that what analysts and rank and file people thought was clearly BS, Joe, was Russian disinformation. All right. It was fake. It was planted by the Russians to mess with us, right? Right. After the election, Comey starts hinting that this stuff is was damaging and I can only talk about it in a classified setting and oh. starts putting a patina of truth on it, an oh. imprimatur of truth. Like this was real and we thought it was real. Folks, nobody thought this was real. Kind of serves as a good excuse though, doesn't it, Joe? Sure to does, To shelve Daniel. the Hillary investigation and move yeah. on to other things. Let's take this screenshot from Jenkins' piece. Check it out, youtube.com slash Bongino. I'm going to quote it. This is from Jenkins' piece today. Quote, if not for his first intervention, talking about Jim Comey, intervening. Hold on, let me explain this a little bit. Put that, come back to me for a second here. When he's, uh, Jenkins is addressing the first intervention. What he means is the July 5th press conference where Jim Comey comes out and says, here's all the things Hillary did wrong. And we are not going to go any further with this. No one would prosecute this case. Case closed. Remember that, folks? That's what Jenkins is referring to by his fur Comey's first intervention. He's referring to the presser. Follow me. I promise right. you this will make sense. Okay. Goes on. If not for his first intervention, he wouldn't have committed his second. Reopening the case, the Hillary email case, remember, shortly before Election Day. Joe, that wouldn't have been necessary if he didn't close it down, right? right? Pretty simple. You can't reopen a case you didn't shut down on July 5th. 
So he says, if not for the first, there wouldn't be the second intervention, reopening the case before Election Day. So we're left with the possibility that Jim Comey's actions in response to dubious Russian danglings, he's talking about this info that there's an email out there in the ether, accidentally elected Trump. So we're left with the possibility Comey's actions in response to this disinformation may have accidentally elected Donald Trump because Comey is forced to reopen an investigation before Election Day. Joe, he shouldn't have closed. You dig? Yeah, man. You dig? Yep. All right. Keep going. Quote, the Obama administration, after Mrs. Clinton's defeat, shifted almost overnight. I've got video on this coming up. From downplaying rushing meddling, remember Obama before the election? The Russians can't mess with us. It's all BS. They shifted from downplaying Russian meddling to highlighting it. Jenkins goes on. We're left with the possibility that the whole collusion canard was deliberately promoted to distract what otherwise would have been the story of the century, the FBI's harebrained intervention in a presidential election. Okay, there are two possible explanations here. Remember what we're talking about. There is no longer any question the FBI acted atrociously in the lead up to the 2016 election by prematurely scrapping Hillary's investigation despite mounds of evidence into her server and her behavior, mounds of solid fact-based evidence that she was engaged in trafficking classified information over a private, non-secure server. And there's also a boatload of information that the FBI was actively involved in a spying operation on a presidential candidate of the opposing, uh, opposing the administration, which was Democratic at the time, <clears throat> Obama. The only question is, what is Horowitz and the others going to use as, to use Bill Barr's words, the predicate, the excuse for doing so? Here's what I'm worried about. And again, Get ahead of December 9th. You're going to have the story now. So when it comes out December 9th, you'll already be ready to go with the why. I believe their excuse is going to be twofold, Joe. The FBI, Jim mm -hmm. Comey. Okay. And I'm going to play this video of him in a second on CNN with Anderson Cooper. And this is all going to make sense. The FBI and in the hot Pfizer report, it could say, again, I haven't seen it. Yeah, the FBI spied. The FBI screwed up. But we received information about this intervention in our political system by Loretta Lynch and this email, this email, and they were, they, were, they were trying to shelve it. So we had to take over. We had to take over. And we had to discredit this right away. And we had to make the prosecutorial decision on Hillary Clinton. I didn't explain that right. Excuse number one, remember, for shelving Hillary's investigation okay. and moving to spying on Trump. Excuse number one is going to be this. We read this Russian disinformation, but we thought it was real. And we thought the DOJ was corrupted and Loretta Lynch was working behind the scenes to make this go away. Because that's what the email, okay. alleged email says. Uh, yes. You got it? Yep, yep. We had to take over. Loretta Lynch was compromised. Someone had to squash this and put an end to it. That's why we did what we did. My bad, so sad. As for why did we spy on Trump after we shelved Hillary's investigation prematurely? 
Well, we were told that Joseph Mifsud, who met with Papadopoulos from the Trump campaign around the same time, by the way, in early 2016, we were told that guy was a Russian operative, a Russian agent, a Russian representative trying to access the Trump campaign. What would you do? It's like that series on ABC with John Canunis. What would you do? Well, they put that guy in a restaurant. He's making fun of his kid and people are like standing around. What would you do? <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I am so sure now they were going to go down this road. Remember, we're only talking about predication here. That's it. Now, what is the common thread, Joseph, between these two bogus pieces of information? The information about the email between Loretta Lynch and others shelving it, number mm-hmm. point number one, was fake. The information about Mifsud being a Russian agent is fake. Right. Where do you think both of those pieces of information originated from and made their way into the FBI. And it gives the FBI a perfect excuse. Predication. Who do you think could have fed that to them? Take a deep breath and think this through for a second. Oh, maybe John Brennan and the CIA? Hey, wasn't our fault. We got it from Johnny Bag of Donuts. The CIA told us this information about the Loretta Lynch email to shelve the Hillary investigation was true. We had to jump in and stop it. The CIA told us Masood was a Russian agent. What did you want us to do? (gasps) Wasn't our fault. They did it. Now, I'm going to get to Comey's video audio in a moment. All right. And you'll see how in this interview with Anderson Cooper, it's a short clip, I can't play the whole thing. He's already setting himself up as a martyr and a victim of some John Brennan scandal here. Instead of Comey actually doing his homework and vetting the Russian disinformation, did Loretta Lynch actually email this person? You know, they can can get her email. It's not hard. And was Masood actually a Russian agent? They didn't do any of it because they wanted the Hillary email investigation to go away, and they wanted to investigate Trump. All right, I'm going to get to Comey in a second and explain more. I know it's complicated, but this is critical because you will be light years ahead of your friends when the December 9th report drops if this stuff appears in there. All right, uh, today's show also brought to you by buddies at iTarget. Ladies and gentlemen, this makes the perfect holiday gift, iTarget. You have a firearm owner in your life? Most of us do. I live in Florida, down in Florida. A lot of people have uh, carry permits down here. We have a lot of law enforcement, a lot of military folks. If you own a firearm, what are the two things that matter? Safety and proficiency. Well, safety is an easy one. Learn how to be safe with your firearm, how to store it properly, how to safely load and unload. Those are all critical things. But proficiency, how do you get more proficient with your firearm? The first answer reflexively is always go to the range. You are absolutely correct. Shooting your firearm at a range is critical. Learning grip, learning sight alignment, learning sight control, that all matters. But what if I told you if you can't get to the range, you don't have the money to go to the range, you just don't have the time for the cleanup, there's not a range near you, that there was a way in the safety and security of your own home to safely practice the proficiency and the skills you need to effectively operate a firearm, God forbid you need to. 
Ladies and gentlemen, especially in a self-defense situation, you must be proficient. I have the solution for you. Go to iTargetPro. It's a perfect gift for the firearm owner in your life right around the holidays. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. Use promo code Daniel, get 10% off. What is iTargetPro? What is the iTargetPro system? It's very simple. They will send you a laser round that safely fits into the firearm you have now. You have a 5.56, 223, 38, 9 millimeter firearm, whatever it may be. It's not going to in any way alter. You don't need to buy special barrels, anything like that. You safely unload your firearm. You drop the laser round in. And now it'll take your dry firing. Dry firing, it's an inert round. It's not live, obviously. It will take your dry firing to the next level. Because when you depress the trigger with the eye target laser round in there, it emits a laser onto a target they sent you. And now you could have seen, uh, you could see with those rounds how they would have grouped. You know, you dry fire with a safely unloaded weapon. It's a great way to practice your your, your uh, firing skills, but you don't know where the rounds would have landed on the target. Now you'll know with this laser system. This is a great gift. Go to itargetpro.com. Use promo code Dan and save 10%. itargetpro.com. Use promo code Dan and save 10%. People send me screenshots of their target. It comes with a target and it works in conjunction with a phone app. You will see exactly where the rounds would have gone. People love it. This is one of the most best, one of the best, excuse me, reviewed products I have on the site. itargetpro.com, promo code Dan, save 10% off. Take your firearm skills to the next level. Okay, getting back to the show. So let me play this clip now with Comey that I've been teasing and let's just reset. The Horowitz report, I believe, may take the edge off this for the Democrats and the media intentionally by saying, well, the FBI screwed up. There's no doubt they spied. But they had a reason to do so. And I believe the reason they may lay out is they had this information about DOJ corruption, this Loretta Lynch, Debbie Wasserman Schultz email that didn't exist. And secondly, we were told Mifsud was a Russian agent. And that information clearly came from uh, intelligence assets. That's how they got it. And may have come from Brennan and his CIA. The FBI is going to say, my bad, so sad, they fed it to us. (laughs) Now. Going back, listen to Jim Comey. It's about a minute, 10-second clip. He gets a question from an audience member. We cut out in the interest of time. The question is basically, hey, listen, the FBI's already admitted to their role in the spying scandal by sending a spy, this Azra Turk, to, to meet with George Papadopoulos. How do you respond to that? Listen to his answer and how he's already in excuse-making. And listen to how he describes Mifsud. As a Russian representative, this is classic. Check this out. You got to remember where we were in the end of July of 2016. We knew the Russians were engaged in a massive effort to attack our democracy. And then we learned from an allied ambassador that one of President-elect Trump's or candidate Trump's advisors had been talking to a Russian representative long before that about dirt they had on Hillary Clinton that the Russians wanted to make available. We all should have been fired if when we learned that we didn't investigate to figure out is there a connection between any Americans and this Russian effort? And the FBI, in my view, took very reasonable steps, careful steps to try and understand, is that true? And I can't believe Republicans would have wanted it any other way. And we acted in a responsible, limited, and constrained way. I'm proud of the way we conducted ourselves. You said it's not spying. Why do you think Attorney General Barr used the word spying, which is obviously a word that the president has used as well? I can't explain it. I mean, the only explanation I can think of is he used it because the president uses it, which is really disappointing. He knows better than that and knows that the FBI conducts electronic surveillance by going to federal judges and getting warrants based on probable cause. (laughs) So here we go to tie this up. Here's going to be the FBI's excuse. 
Excuse number one. We had this information. Loretta Lynch is already squashing the Hillary investigation in this email thread with Debbie Wasserman Schultz and George Soros. Mm. All the key words are in there. Listen, mm-hmm. I am as a big a critic as George Soros <laughs> as, po- as possible. But make no mistake, the Russians know that mentioning the name Soros is going to set off a bunch of conservative bells. But don't fall for scams either. It's not an excuse to fall for disinformation to attack our political enemies. That's what liberals do. They put all of this in a fake email. Soros, Debbie Wasserman Show, Loretta Lynn. <gasps> Somebody fed this to the FBI. The FBI knows it's BS and shelves Hillary's investigation anyway. What a perfect excuse. We had to, Joe. The DOJ was corrupt. We can't let this go on. We can't. Yeah. We did our jobs. We cut them out. Look, we are getting out ahead of this and shutting this down. You may say, well, that doesn't make sense. If the email was about Loretta Lynch shutting the investigation down, why would Comey do it? Ladies and gentlemen, think this thing through. Comey didn't say Hillary didn't do anything wrong. Comey clearly now is saying that we believe the DOJ was corrupted. Here's what Hillary did wrong, but we don't believe the DOJ prosecutors have clean and uh, clean minds on this because there's so much corruption going on. So we're going to make a prosecutorial decision that we shouldn't be making, but we're going to make it anyway to clear the clear the deck. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Number two, you hear what he said in there? Oh, we had this information from a foreign ambassador, Alexander Downer, mm-hmm. the Australian who told us that a Russian representative, there is no evidence whatsoever that Mifsud is a Russian uh, agent or an agent of Russia. None. Mifsud has Western intelligence ties. There's evidence he knows Russians. There's no evidence Mifsud is a Russian agent. Comey knows this. Who told him that? Remember, the only person to describe Mifsud as an actual Russian agent after the investigation, the Mueller probe is who, Joe? Jim Comey in a Washington Post op-ed. Even Mueller doesn't describe Mifsud as a Russian agent. So he's going to say, look, the intel community fed us this email. The intel community told us Mifsud was a Russian agent. Of course we were predicated. And he has a third out, too. What's his third out? Did you catch it at the end of that uh, video clip? His third out. Oh, this is bold. This is bold. This is, this is ballsy, as my friend used to say growing up. He's going to say, hey, man, we had to go in front of the courts and the court said it was okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the court are not investigators. The court is assuming when you raise your right hand as an FBI employee on a series of facts used to spy on someone in a warrant application that the facts are true or at a minimum verified. Mm -hmm. Remember, those two things aren't always the same thing, Mm -hmm. but at a minimum verified to the best of your ability. And none of that happened. The FBI did no homework. They did a week, if anything, investigation. They couldn't even find this email from Loretta Lynch and Debbie Wasserman Schultz that was supposed to exist to this Soros. They couldn't even find the email. You're basing your decisions on it? And as for investigating Ms. Sood, Ms. Sood's ties were to Western intelligence assets. Oh, but we swore in front of a judge, so it's the judge's fault that you didn't do your homework? Weak. Super weak. I'm telling you, he's throwing Brennan under the bus. Proud to say you'll be weeks ahead of you. All right. Now, just in the, to kind of sum this segment up, 
What's fascinating about this whole thing, and I have an older piece from The Hill in the show notes today, bongino.com slash newsletter. If you want to subscribe to the show notes, I'll email you the articles every day. You can just go to the website and read them, though. I have an older article from The Hill. It's important, though, and it describes, it's from 2017, exactly what I'm talking about here, how Comey and his media allies wanted this story out there that they may have been duped by this fake Russian intel to make them look, hey, we didn't do anything. We believed it was real. They didn't believe it was real. The FBI thought it was crap. That's total nonsense. FBI insiders already said we didn't believe that stupid Loretta Lynch, Debbie Wasserman Schultz email story. Comey wants you to believe it was real. It was not. They knew it. Here's Obama. President Obama, in one of his last appearances in front of the press, the election's over. It's December. He's getting ready to leave office. It's December of 2016. He's getting ready to leave office in January, the following month for President Trump. Barack Obama, let me give you a little uh, historical analysis of what happened in, uh, in three sentences or less. Obama, before the devastating loss to Hillary Clinton, uh, to Trump uh, by uh, Hillary Clinton, had claimed, oh, nobody can mess with our elections. I'd play the video, folks, but in the interest of time, you've seen it here a million times. He's on tape saying, Mr. Trump talking about how there could be election interference. This is nonsense. Nobody's messing with our elections. The Russians can't hurt us. Blah, blah, blah. We're a big country. You following me? Yeah, stop whining. Yeah. Before the election, <laughs> Obama's crystal clear. The Russians are weak. Nobody's yeah. going to mess with our elections. Because why? Why? It was Trump before the election who was insisting that there could be some election malfeasance and everybody played it down. Remember when asked on stage mm-hmm. if he would accept the results of the election, everybody raised your hand and Trump was the only one who didn't? He said, well, see what happens. I want to see if the election's honest. Oh, liberals and the media lost their minds. Remember this? Yes. They said, Trump is trying to say the election's not legitimate. It hasn't even happened yet. Usurper. Usurper. The the same Democrats and media who after the election said the election wasn't legitimate. Folks, if your head is spinning right now, it should be. The media and the Democrats, they're the same symbiotic organism. Before Trump won, when they were convinced Hillary Clinton was going to win in a historic landslide, Mm -hmm. wanted to be sure Mm -hmm. that there was no guesswork about the credibility of her win. So they were immediately attacking Trump. This election is going to be safe and secure. Obama was in the Rose Garden. These allegations of election interference by Trump are shameful. What an idiot. Nobody can mess with our life. Not the Russians, nobody. Oh, that changes after they lose all of a sudden the initial argument. Don't let this Trump guy question Hillary's electoral win. We got to get out ahead of this. Right. Not even the Russians can mess with our elections. Now, all of a sudden, that's on tape, Joe. It's all on tape. So the Obama administration in their first big presser after the election has to make a slow transition from nobody can mess with our elections, not even the Russians, to I think this guy who's coming into the White House, Trump, may have been elected by the Russians. We just said before, couldn't mess with our elections. Listen to the rhetorical dance Barack Obama does in this 
almost, I, I almost, I'm, I'm in awe of the, 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 the nerve on these people. Watch the dance he does in this clip. Check this out. What I worry about more than anything is the degree to which because of the fierceness of the partisan battle, you've started to see certain folks in the Republican Party and Republican voters suddenly finding a government and individuals who stand contrary to everything that we stand for as being okay because that's how much we dislike Democrats. You see it? Hmm. This is the same guy, the same guy who just months earlier was attacking Trump for suggesting our election could be interfered with and minimizing Russians or anyone else's ability to do it. The same President Obama who now, after the election, knows from his media allies and his Democrat pals that they have to cover up this massive spying scandal by the FBI and create predication, create a, a reason why they did that. They didn't think they'd have to. Right. Damn it, I hope you wired, get this. I, I, yeah. I'm horrified you're not going to understand what I'm telling you. No. I'm horrified. They are terrified. They didn't think they would need a reason to cover up their spying scandal because they thought Hillary was going to be president. None of this mattered. Yeah, they had it wired. So, yes. Yeah. So now they lose in stunning fashion. Nobody expects this. And they have to go back and create a reason as to why they scrapped the Hillary investigation, predication, and an excuse why they were spying on Trump. Paula, can you pull up that Holman Jenkins uh, quote uh, screenshot again? It's important. Jenkins knows this. Obama needs a reason. He just told you the Russians can't interfere with the election. Now he makes the transition. Well, the Republicans all of a sudden are cozying up to to the Russians. What's going on here? Look. Look, read this last piece again. Jenkins, we're left with the possibility that the collusion canard was deliberately promoted to distract from what otherwise would have been the story of the century, the FBI's harebrained intervention in a presidential election, basically to squash Hillary and spy on Trump. Obama's in on this whole thing. He just told you the Russians can't interfere in the election. Now the Russians can interfere in the election. Look, and the Republicans love the Russians all of a sudden. He's prepping the media bootlickers for what's coming. And they dutifully responded on call. Yes, sir. All right. Today's show brought to you also by one of my favorite sponsors, ladies and gentlemen, ETS, ETS. Folks, go to ETSMags.com. Use promo code Dan to save 15% off your order. I have a couple of them here. These are the best mags out there. Look at these. They're clear. Check them out. These are clear. You can see when you're firing your AR-15. This is the AR-15 mag. You can see how many rounds you have left. You know what I love about these ETS mags? Folks, uh, one, as you can see, that you can stack them together. It's really, they're super easy to connect. I like that, man. You just pop yeah. them in. It just goes like that. Yeah, you pop yeah, them in. Cool. It's, it's really simple. 
You have, I have three of them here. You have two. I, you can put two together, whatever you do. Um, but easy to load. These are really great mags. Listen, I have a great idea for the firearm owner in your life. When it comes to training or personal defense, magazines are as important as a firearm and the ammo you carry. You know how difficult it can be to find durable, reliable, lightweight magazines. Again, this is a three five stacked up. I have a ton of these. I love them. That's what I want to tell you about my friends over at ETS. For the past five years, ETS has manufactured the toughest the toughest polymer magazines that are impact resistant and won't crack or break when exposed to harsh environments, chemicals, or extreme cold. Plus, they're transparent. Look, you can see through them, which means you can see how many rounds you have loaded. ETS magazines come with a lifetime warranty. They're available right now for Glock pistols, Smith & Wesson M&P, the M&P Shield, the SIG uh, P320, H&K VP9, MP5, as well as the AR-15 as we have here. Need durability and reliability for every situation? Check out ETSMags.com. That's ETSMags.com. While you're there, don't forget to check out ETS's line of speed loaders, which I've shown on the show before, which are great. They are the fastest in the world. Save time at the range. Go to ETSMags.com. Use promo code Dan for 15% off your entire order. Great gift for the firearm owner in your life. Check them out. ETS Mags, again, the best in the business. ETSMags.com. Promo code Dan for 15% off. Okay. Folks, I know that was a bit of a complicated story, but uh, it's an important one nonetheless that I really think we need to uh, talk. Yeah, I, yeah, I followed it I, fairly well. I, I thought you did a good job good. of simplifying. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Thank worked. you. I tried. Yeah. Because we remember, Joe, you and I have discussed this before. Sure. Jenkins, Holman Jenkins been on this for two years, and it's such an under-discussed component yeah. of Spygate, Ukraine Gate, Hillary Gate. It's all the same thing, all the same mm-hmm. players. The fact that Comey is now going to say this, this fake alleged email out there was what, oh, no, that's what made us. It's, it, don't buy it. Get ahead of the story. I'm telling you, you're two and three weeks ahead. And get ready for that Trump turkey story, too. That's coming soon, too. Mark my words. All right, moving on. So, again, you know, I, I, I honestly, I don't like doing this, playing my appearance, because it's kind of stupid. It's like, hey, look at me. I was on TV last night. Um, but, you know, some of you don't, you know, or not don't watch Fox at night or aren't around at night or I don't know. You Maybe you don't have cable, whatever it may be. I'm not sure. Maybe you choose not to. But I was on Hannity last night with Geraldo when the topic came up of this AOC speech she gave, which was absurd. I'm not going to play it. It's, it's, I, don't wanna, I don't want you to lose any more IQ points. But AOC, now all of a sudden is, uh, you know, the, the new speech policing. I don't want anybody talking about free stuff. Me and me wanting to give away free college. It's not free stuff. They're public goods. You know, basically, you don't know what you're talking about. You're free stuff. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Uh, I don't listen to what AOC says. But I was asked about it and asked by Sean. About AOC, big government, and her pledge for free college and all this other stuff. And I wanted to make an important point. So I made it. Listen to it, and I'll remake it again because it's critical. Check this out. Someone on the conservative side should get a pool together to buy her an Econ 101 textbook. Uh, Listen, uh, public goods are generally understood to be, when you're talking about economics and government, non-excludable things. You know, the military, things you can't prevent people from accessing, our court system. Um, What she's done is someone told her this buzzword, of course. You know, maybe she picked it up somewhere. And she went out there, and now she's including things like, well, what about a free higher education? 
education. Well, that's a public good. No, it's not. Um, it's a private good that may generate some positive public externalities. But if you if I have to pay for my neighbor's kids college education, even if my neighbor makes the same thing I make, then that's not a public good. Matter of fact, it's the opposite of a public good. It, it, it's silly, uh, less than first grade economic analysis where we're only like idiots clap for it because they've never read anything about hey, Dan, this stuff. Don't we, and they somebody, don't understand how any of this works. Could somebody buy her an abacus or maybe a calculator? <laughs> And do but, you know, math. when I was a kid growing up, Sean, City College was basically free. City University of New York was basically free. Traditionally, now you have to pay, you know, uh, still a below market rate tuition. But it was basically free and it, it generated some great leaders came out of uh, out of city. It was hard to get into City College, City University, the system. Dan, you know, how are we uh, going to pay for Harambe's free stuff? We're kind of stuff. all in this together. Now he's also free shit. Geraldo, he's making a big mistake here. Just because the government can do something doesn't mean the private sector won't do it better. Everything the government touches, it wrecks. It bankrupted Social Security. It destroyed public education. Not, not public destroyed education. the health care system. Not public it burns education. everything to the ground. All right. Again, I hate playing my stuff, but this right. is important because yeah. this has become now a big debate because yeah. AOC, regardless of our feelings about her r- r- absurd political ideology, folks, I keep telling you, do not underestimate this. I get emails all the time, right, Paula? Stop talking about AOC. You're giving her a platform. Folks, no, huge mistake. She has a platform, whether you think so or not. The only question now is using that platform, are we going to fight back against the ridiculous ideas she promotes on her platform? You can't ignore socialism away. That's not the way any of this works. I'm sorry. But your email, I love when you email me. Those are inaccurate. That is a strategy for absolute failure. Just ignore AOC and she'll go away. She will not. I promise you. The new debate now is going to be, I'm sure this was focus group tested. I don't think she said this by accident. We're not talking about free college and free health care anymore because they're losing that debate because Republicans, Elizabeth Warren tried it. Hopefully I'll get to that. I'm trying to get this Elizabeth Warren story. It's driving Paula crazy. She keeps after recycling it through shows. Elizabeth Warren tried this free health care argument. She's getting buried in the polls. You see where I'm going with this, Joe? Sure. Yeah. The Democrats are starting to panic that they're sure lying they about yeah. free stuff isn't working. So now the new talking point is going to be it's not free stuff, Joe. It may cost money, but it's public goods. Okay. Folks. That is, come here for the facts. Now for actual econ 101. That is not what any sound economist, sound, not the liberal lunatics, would describe as a public good. A public good is generally described as something that benefits the country at large and is non-excludable and doesn't have a viable private sector option. Free college fits none of that. Now, when I say non-excludable, what do I mean? I said it in that appearance. When we think of things like our military, ladies and gentlemen, there's no private sector option. I'm sorry. We accept that government funding the military is going to make the funding inefficient. And it is. Thank God we have great military heroes out there who get over that fact by their own patriotism. But government funding anything will always be more inefficient. Government has a third-party payer problem. It's other people, government, taking other people's money and spending it on other people to quote Milton Friedman. 
Neither cost nor quality matters. It's not your money. It's taxpayer money. So you don't care about the cost. You're not even buying anything for you. You're spending it on healthcare for other people. So you don't even care about the quality of the service. Government is always inefficient. Having said that, if there is no viable private sector option without serious incentive issues, we typically go to government. We generally don't like the idea of a privately funded military, Joe. Why? The incentives would be potentially disastrous. What are you going to do? Go start a war, drop a nuke because it'll generate some extra revenue? We accept government funding of the military, understanding fully the spending will be inefficient because we believe those spending inefficiencies are far less serious than the disastrous incentives of a private military to do their own thing. I mean, you can have a coup. You get it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me And when I say, so there's no private sector. When I say non-excludable, I mean, you can't exclude people. Public goods are generally things you can't exclude people from. You can't exclude Joe Armacost from benefiting from the military. You can't say, Joe, listen, if a foreign country invades, we're going to tell him to invade your house because you didn't pay your taxes for the military. It's not excludable. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't exclude people from the military. You can't say to Joe, and the reason we have a federally funded court system, understanding the money will be spent inefficiently. Private sector court system would be far more efficient. The incentives are disastrous. You're going to have private judges? What are you going to do? Pay them a stock bonus to not convict you? We accept the inefficiencies of it, but it's a public good because it's generally there's no private sector option that'll work. And it's not excludable. I can't tell Joe, Joe, you only paid a dollar in taxes. He didn't. I'm just using an yeah, example. Okay. I, don't, I don't know Joe's tax bill. <laughs> Joe, you paid a dollar in taxes. Right. Therefore, if you have a business deal that goes bad and you need to sue your, you can't, you can't use the U.S. court system, Joe, until you pay more in taxes. It's not excludable. So we consider it a general public good, which everybody will get. That'll be financed from the collective tax money. It's not excludable. Now, we pay for private goods privately with our money because they're excludable. In other words, JetBlue does not have to let you on its airplane if you don't want to pay. The court system and the military has to let you partake in it. You have to be able to access the court system whether you pay or not. It's not excludable. Private services are. Colleges are excludable. You don't want a college education? You shouldn't have to pay. They can exclude you. Don't be sucked in to this new Democrat talking point. It's a public good. It's a private good. University education is a private good that benefits you. You. Okay. Well, it has societal benefits. Great. So does me eating healthy. Me eating healthy, your tax dollars may one day not have to pay through Medicare because I had a heart attack. That doesn't mean it's a public good, me eating healthy. It means it's a private good for me that may have some public benefit. It may not. It may not. You may say, how would it not? Well, I may have to live longer and claim more Social Security money because I ate healthy. Oh, I didn't think of that one. Of course you didn't. You think like AOC sometimes. It's a private good. How can an education be a private good, Dan? Everybody benefits from it. Really? Do you have any idea how many people, sadly, go to college and waste their time and do nothing associated with their degree at all? Yeah. 
How many people go to college for two years, take taxpayer loans, never pay them back, do nothing with their degree and drop out? Tell me again how that's a public good. It is very excludable. People who want it should pay for it. It is not a public good. It is a private good that sometimes benefits the public and sometimes it doesn't. Do not fall down this rabbit hole trap, folks. The public good argument. Take the two takeaways. They are non-excludable public goods. You can't exclude people from them. In the private sector, in the free market, we have economic freedom. If your customer doesn't pay, you don't sell them the product. You can't do that with the courts. Everybody gets in no matter what. There's no other way. So we consider it generally a public good. And secondly, don't ever buy the fact ever about anything that the government can purchase a product or manage a product more efficiently. No, not our military, not our courts, nothing. We only accept government inefficiency because there is no, no viable private sector free market option. There are free market options for universities and they're better. There are free market options for charters, uh, excuse me, uh, public schools, Catholic schools that are better. There are alternatives. You just don't like them, Democrats. Don't make this up all of a sudden. Public goods. Get ahead of that one, too, with the Trump turkey thing and the FBI excuse. Oh, we read the email. The, the Loretta Lynch. And he told us Masood was a Russian agent. All right. Our final sponsor of the day, ladies and gentlemen, right before Thanksgiving. I got more to get through, though. I want to motor through three or four more stories. They're really, but they're super important before Thanksgiving. I was going to pack all this in tomorrow, but we don't have a Thanksgiving show. So Raycon, folks, you know what? Before I even show you my Raycon earbuds, I, I got a nice email from a lady, by the way. Uh, she, she bought them without our, she got them before, so she didn't use our promo code. But these are Raycon earbuds. I'll, I'll take one out for you. They are super easy to use. Look at them. Look at how small that is. You stick that right in your, it fits right in your ear perfectly. The sound quality is incredible. They're super comfortable. Folks, listen, I like these old things, but come on. This is, you can't, you have to like get the untangled web of, somehow I'll get these things out. Here we go. Yeah, it's still going. It's still going. Here we go. This is the old ones. You don't need, look at this. Nice, smooth, clean Raycon. Here you go, Raycon earbuds. It's, uh, there's no need to get crazy this year. I'm letting you know ahead of time about an amazing Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal on something you're going to use every day, every single day. A pair of wireless earbuds, Raycon, an awesome company founded by Ray J. He was sick of premium audio being so expensive. So he and a bunch of audio engineers and music industry fellas uh, and folks developed Raycon's line of awesome wireless headphones and earbuds. Raycon, they sound just as good as other premium brands, but they start about half the price. You don't have any dangling stems. These make a great stocking stuff around the holidays, folks. You're going to love the sound quality in these. You don't have any dangling stems or wires to get in your way. It's true. Wireless audio with seamless Bluetooth pairing. It's so quick and easy on your phone to pair this. I love them. I use them all the time. I use them everywhere I go. I use them for my, some of my phone interviews on the show and the new interview show. Comfortable. Noise isolating. The fit is perfect. I love it. Very stylish, too. The best deal in premium audio. Just got even better for Black Friday. And trust me, you don't want to sleep on this one. Go to buy, B-U-I, buy Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Bongino. Buy Raycon.com slash Bongino. Check out Raycon's amazing Black Friday and Cyber Monday savings. I can't tell you how good these deals will be. You're going to have to check them out on the site. They're amazing. That's buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Get an amazing Black Friday deal on Raycon's. Buy Raycon.com slash Bongino. Check them out today. You're going to love them.
buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Okay. Uh, motoring through some stories that have been sitting around for a few days. So just another quick note to put a smile on your face about how, you know, the Democrats are wasting their time. Again, we had collusion gate, Mueller gate, fake whistleblower gate. Now it's going to be Turkey gate next. Um, look at what's happening while they're doing Jack squat. McConnell over in the Senate's been doing what? Oh, that's right. Confirming conservative judges. Uh, Daily Signal. Trump flips another federal court to majority GOP appointees. Oh, you missed that one? Um, listen, shh, let's not tell him, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's not tell the left while they're focused on their, their hoax impeachment and soon to be Turkey Gate. Trump is now flipped, ladies and gentlemen, the second and the third circuit courts to majority Republican appointees while the Democrats were focused on their hoaxes. And when he came into office, four of the 13 circuit courts, four of them were uh, were Republican-leaning. Now seven of the 13 are. He just flipped the 11th, too. Oh, there's more to come. Wait till he gets reelected in 2020 if he does. The Democrats are going to lose their minds. They won't have a liberal judge <laughs> out there left. We'll actually be using the Constitution again in our courts. Think about that. How about how that? That would change yeah. the country. How about that, Joe? How about that? Okay, an important story I've been teasing for a couple of days, uh, but it needs to be discussed quick. Politico, folks, listen, I'm, I'm telling you now. I don't want to say how or why or anything else. I'm just telling you. Politico, top Dem says ethics investigation into Devin Nunes likely. Here's the liberal spin, and I'm going to tell you my conclusions on this. They are terrified of what is coming out in the Durham investigation. Even portions of the IG report, I believe, will be damning, even though the overall I'm not sure about. They may just say, well, it's damning, but they had an excuse like I just discussed. Okay, Mm -hmm. so be ready for that. But they understand the keys to the kingdom lie in Devin Nunes' head, who's been investigating Spygate for a long time. Folks, they are desperate to get out ahead of this. The media narrative is Devin Nunes had these secret meetings in Ukraine. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, the story is garbage. It is hot, steaming horse manure on your front porch. Don't step on it. Don't fall into the trap. It is fake. Nunes is actually suing CNN and the Daily Beast over it. It is made up for one reason. The media does not want you to understand what happened in Ukraine. Listen to my earlier shows in the week, and you'll find out. The Ukrainian collusion with the DNC, the role of Yovanovitch and Kent and others. They don't want any of that coming out. Nunes knows it. They want to scare Nunes again with another ethics investigation to frighten him and anyone else off from looking into it. Do not be cowed at all. And I'm telling you, it is made up garbage. All right. Enough said on that. We have enough time. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this Elizabeth Warren thing. Folks, this is an important story. I have this title, The Collapse of Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren is down 14 points in the latest poll. Why? Because of what I told you before. Elizabeth Warren made the mistaken political calculation that putting a price tag on what they determined was going to be free health care was going to appeal to Americans. Long story short, she was getting hammered about her free health care, Medicare for all plan, about what the cost was going to be. So genius Elizabeth Warren, and I mean non-genius by saying that, decided it'd be a good idea to, okay, they want a price tag? Let's give them the price tag. Americans are totally willing to pay triple and double tax rates to pay for free healthcare. Now, do you see why they're going to public goods? Mm. You see how I weave these stories together? It's not free anymore, Joe. Now they're public goods. 
<laughs> now you're going to pay, but don't worry. It's good for everybody in the public. Public okay. goods. Well, from this Wall Street Journal piece, I don't know if I can get to it. Wall Street Journal piece, they had this uh, this uh, this takeaway about Elizabeth Warren's Medicare blunder by Kim Strassel, who does great work over there. From the piece, she's now transitioning because of her double-digit drop to saying, well, we're not going to do Medicare for all right away. We're going to transition over two years to a public option. Ladies and gentlemen, she's finished. The public option, by the way, is no different because it'll be a taxpayer-funded way to undercut private insurance. It'll put your private insurance company and your free market insurance plan, the one you fought for, out of business tomorrow. Mm. Warren is in deep trouble. I believe the socialists, AOC, Sanders, and Warren, they're all in this big cabal there. They are now starting to see the government has no, that the United States uh, voter does not have any appetite whatsoever for triple and quadruple tax rates for anything called free. This is the genesis of what's going on. This is how I weave these things together, because if you're following it every day, you sense the big mo momentum and the momentum is going away from Elizabeth Warren in a minute because she actually put a price tag on this stuff. One more thing about Warren. Do we have that video? This is an important topic. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrat Party right now is hemorrhaging support amongst black voters. We've seen it down here in Florida. And it's because of a big issue. I don't want to say hemorrhaging. I don't want to be hyperbolic like the media. They're losing support. There's some, a story out there that Trump is up to 34% approval amongst black voters. If that poll is even remotely accurate, the Democrats will be done for a generation. They need the black vote. Their coalition, I wrote this down, the Democrat coalition has always been young voters, minorities, unions, and college-educated women. They're already using, losing unions in, uh, to Trump in, in huge numbers. And if they start to lose minorities as well, black and Hispanic voters, the Democrats have nothing. They're done. You're going to rely on college kids to vote for you? That's it? You'll have nothing. Here's Elizabeth Warren. Here's one of the primary reasons, don't believe the hype by the Democrats, that black voters are starting to see that Democrat candidates don't have their best interests in mind. Check out this woman who confronts Elizabeth Warren about school choice and, uh, and Elizabeth Warren's answer, which is a lie. You might be on kids because I read that your children went to private school. Oh, but we- oh really? Mm. So there's a parent concerned about school choice who says, well, your kids went to private school, Ms. Warren. She says, no, my kids went to public school. Eh, that's a lie. Not true. Focahontas lying again. Fake Indian now lying about where her kids went to school. See this uh, Washington Examiner piece too? Ladies and gentlemen, school choice is a hotbed issue right now in the black community. And thank God for it. Yeah. Beckett Adams, who can't stand me, by the way, but that's okay. It's, you know, whatever. I don't get too personal. MSNBC and Washington Post dutifully ignore black protesters who confronted Elizabeth Warren. Why? Why are they ignoring this story? Elizabeth Warren lied, sent her kids to private school. She didn't. She sent her kids to public school. She said she didn't. She sent them to private school because they don't want this school choice issue out there. It will decimate the Democrat support in the black community where they feel, rightfully so, that, hey, why, don't, why aren't we entitled to a good education too? How come our communities have these crap schools? We don't see that in these white middle-class communities, and they don't. And they're right. These are our people, folks. No black America, white America. There's only one America. They deserve the same shot you and I had. Uh, just to show you, by the way, here's Bongino.com, how Trump, who has been, a, by the way, a champion of educational choice and other issues, and the Republican Party has been, polls show 34% black likely voters approve of the Trump presidency. Folks, this is big, big trouble for the Democrats. Mark my words. 
All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you yeah. all for tuning in. Please subscribe to my show. We're trying to get the 400,000 subscribers. We keep up in the bar because you've all been so great on YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino. I bet we'll be there hopefully by the beginning of the year. You've all been so terrific. It's the subscriptions on YouTube are absolutely free. We really appreciate you supporting the show. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Joe. And Always good to work with you, buddy. Hope you have a relaxing and, uh, day. Paula and the listeners, great Thanks, Thanksgiving Paula. to everyone. Yeah. We will see you all on Friday. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.